1: And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio.
0: Thanks for hanging. It's uh, signing day Wednesday 2.0 for 2024. And we welcome in Mr. Husker Football, Mike Babcock with Hale Varsity and Herdad Sports. And get your uh, emails to Babbers, get signed up for his bi weekly newsletter. It's mikeb at Herd dot where you can send that email to. and Babbers, it, you know what? We were doing this a long time, and uh, it used to be rain or snow. It was this uh, first Wednesday in February for signing day. And uh, from the, uh, the Max Preps era to the blue chip report to the Tommy Frazier camera crew uh, incident. <laughs> what I mean incident, thats Bill Dolman walking with a camera that may or may not have had a VHS in it uh and uh you know being there for it it's barry switzer uh having a player stay in a roadside motel that was blocked off the entrance by two big old cadillacs Uh, switzer once told me we fast forward to now with portal with early signing day and and now we we have uh oh yeah let's go get uh, a guy named Kyoto Wilhite to to round out a class
1: yeah it's so uh it's so clear-cut these days i mean you just you know what's going to happen and um you know he was important enough that they moved the uh news conference from 11 a.m to to uh 3 p.m there's a lot Uh, that's
0: happened in this world of recruiting that that may be a first where you move a presser
1: yeah yeah that was good um that says a little bit about uh Uh, how how good it was to get the get the commitment from him and uh, you know one of the things um, so you have the early signing period and a significant percentage of those guys well a meaningful percentage of those guys are already on campus right we'll be able to go through spring practice I think that's a that's another positive uh, through this whole recruiting thing but uh, yeah it's a There, there are a lot of things to balance here, and uh, you know I think that uh, Coach Rule and his staff have done a pretty good job of uh, balancing those things. Because you see, recruiting classes rated and Nebraska seems to be consistently, at least in the top twenty-five, and uh, that's a good place to start. But as I always say, um, let's wait till they get on the field and let's see what happens then. Um, this is a great time to be optimistic about things, but let's wait and see what happens.
0: And to your point, Mike, about waiting, seeing what these guys are on the field. Do you get the feel? Because I, I don't that Matt Rule gives a damn about recruiting rankings.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would doubt that he does. He yeah. said as much. No,
0: <laughs> teammates don't care either. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I don't think that. Uh, I don't think it's important. But I think from a from a fan standpoint, just the energy, and again, it's 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 like a a season unto itself. You know, it was the old Texas S.I.D. I've probably mentioned this before, but he always used to say, "There's two seasons: football and spring football." Now there's <laughs> three seasons: football, spring football, and recruiting. And and if you can if you can be successful from a perception standpoint in recruiting, then that has a reason for optimism going into the spring after the spring, you have optimism going into the fall. And then when you get to the fall, that's when we find out how uh, the the recruiting and the spring uh, fit into this picture.
0: Mike Babcock's with us from Hale Varsity and Herdad sports at MD Babs on Twitter, recap and rule. And uh, his, time with the media today and nebraska rounding out their 2024 class a lot of interesting things nebraska a great kind of jump start for 2025 as they were on the road in january the uh coach ed foley motivational speaker tour uh, which was nice for nebraska around the state of nebraska rule loved his walk-ons that he got from this class says three or four guys could be starters they're not ruling out if things don't shake out how they like at quarterback, looking in May uh, for that answer at quarterback. But I, I want to get your take here, Babbers, on just overall the, the urgency. I think we all kind of heard from Rule. And, and he was matter of fact about five and seven, not good enough, yet still talking about that goal for a championship.
1: Well, I, you know, because of the stretch here that Nebraska's gone through, um, lack of, of success, uh, lack of uh, getting to a bowl game, um, I think the fans feel a sense of urgency and it carries over to the coach, obviously. He was brought in with that, with that in mind, you know, hey, let's get something done here. And, and, you know, people thought, well, the first year they're at least going to be a bowl eligible. And they certainly had an opportunity to be a bowl eligible if things would go right in those uh, what, four uh, one-score games and an overtime game uh, that w- which you mentioned today. But I, you know, I think that there's, I think you have to, you have to have some patience if you've got young guy. You have young guys at quarterback, right? And that's where it's going to start. Harburg has some experience. But uh, Kalen and Ryola are incoming freshmen, you ha- and that and that's where it starts. I think if you're going to get this running game that he talked about, how important that running game was. was if you're going to get get that going, I think it has to still start with the quarterback and what that quarterback is able to do. And uh, so I think you have to have patience. But it's easy for me to say that. It's not so easy for fans to have that kind of patience when the perception is based on another time and place. You know, uh, three national championships in his final four years for Tom Osborne. Um, That's a long time ago now. Mm. Um, but, But yet we're looking at things through that glass, I think.
0: Mike, as we talk about the quarterbacks here, did Matt Rule's comments on only having three scholarship quarterbacks alleviate your concerns with that position about how he felt it was necessary to go all in on those three in order to, to build championship-type teams down the road?
1: I, I think it's good that, that they have only three quarterbacks because of the inexperience with those three quarterbacks and your opportunity, as he said, to give them time in the spring, equal time in the spring to, to develop. Um, I I think that's important. Um, And and then he said, you know, going into the fall, you'd like to have a fourth one maybe. But uh, it's so difficult now, I think, to maintain quarterbacks because of the transfer portal. So if you've got three that you feel good about, at least going into the spring competing, um, I think that's a positive because, again, transfer portal, what happens in the spring? What if they all really do well? And it's, a, it, it's still a competition. You look at it and say, well, we still have to compete in the fall because we really haven't gotten a clear-cut guy uh, during the spring. Then do you lose one or one of those uh, other three um, rather than get that fourth one in there? That, uh, but I also like what he said about uh, bringing in every year a one-year transfer uh, portal guy to play quarterback. I don't think that's going to work if you want to have consistent success in your program.
0: He he is good at, at laying out the fact that there's just always going to be constant competition, first and foremost. Don't take it personally. Uh, the, the job is to go get great players. The job is for that, that environment to make you be your best, first and foremost. And, you know, the, the payoff is what he talked about, too. You put all this work in, three years of toil, and, you know, it's year four for you. And he's also cognizant about. I don't want to ace you out as something you've you've worked towards, but it's it's not charity either. You got to go win a job and, and handle your business to to be on the field. So he covers all his bases, and it sounds like he's he's laid it all out there. And the topic of conversation being competition is is going to be key, and that's what has driven. Nebraska's best teams. Let's go to basketball. Babber's got about three minutes here or so. A, a just monster game. I don't know how else to describe it tonight. You have two teams that can fluctuate between a 9 and 11 seed right now as we make the, the corner turn to mid-February with Northwestern. They're on a skid. Nebraska's trying to eke out a 2-2 two and two stretch in these this meat-of-the-schedule four-game run. And there's also some buzz, maybe a lineup change uh, for Nebraska here. We'll see what uh, what old Heisen has to say in the pregame. But your thoughts on Nebraska-Northwestern tonight? Yes, it's it's giant, but do you feel okay about Nebraska coming off of what we saw the other night?
1: Um, yeah, I, it is a significant game, obviously. On the road, uh, Northwestern has played well at home on the road. Uh, and, you know, that's your road test, I think, is going to be magnified by that. Um, I, I, the bigger concern for me is to get that thorn of, of uh, Rutgers out of your foot. Um, and, uh, and I think they have an opportunity to do that because then you've got, what, two games at home. Uh, if, so if you can get some momentum here um, and you go into two games at home against teams that have not, exactly excel i think um <laughs> you you can uh be in a in a little bit better position but you know I, I feel good about uh coming off the rutgers loss i feel good about how they played against illinois
0: mm-hmm. that's fair and whenever you yeah you, you look at that that illinois game mike Do you worry about that, giving this team false hope on the road, if you will, with all the struggles that they've undergone, that they kind of think, you know what, if it wasn't for the refs, we would have had them, we we figured something out on the road. Is that a concern
1: to you or or not? No, uh, not really, because I think that, you know, just playing well enough on the road to have won and to be able to say that, you know, if we would have gotten one of these calls, we could have won that game. I think that we weren't there on the road, earlier in this season, I think now they are. And I think that that it was a positive. It was only a positive. There's no negative, I think, except for the fact that, hey, if we got a call that we should have gotten, we could have won that game. That, that's the one negative there.
0: It, it was, uh, yeah. We, we, we have exhausted ourselves on the Zebras. Uh, maybe Jawan's back in the starting lineup tonight. That uh, could be big for the big red. I don't know if you look at Jamarcus Lawrence. If he is somebody that you're not finishing the game with, do you go somewhere else from a starting standpoint? Does Boo-Booey get his revenge and go off after a brutal night at PBA? And can Kise, uh bring back that, uh, that Land of Lincoln magic? With uh, how well he played, Babbers, this was fun to chat. Thanks for squeezing us in and making time. It's been busy, and always appreciate your insight, good sir.
1: Thanks, guys. It's always tough following Jimmy Hendrix. <laughs> <it. laughs> Love it.
0: Yeah, we shouldn't probably be playing Purple Haze, <laughs> in Nebraska Northwestern. Cotter Clark from Wildcat Country next.